0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: You are listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael.
2: All right, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to another Instant Reaction. Another, wow, another episode of the 23 Personal Podcast. An Instant Reaction. I'm your host, Spencer, joined by Michael.
3: Hello, everybody. Um, what a demolishing. What a defacing. What a just complete manhandling of the Oklahoma Sooners. And it feels right, uh, considering how... They just could not miss from three in norman it it just kind of feels right for it to go down this way doesn't it spencer does it does it feel a little bit more like cleansing or you know a a a holistic form of exercising some demons or whatever i don't know i'm coming up with too many words you just asked how i was doing
2: all i can think of is uh all that is the the captain in Brooklyn nine, nine vindication vindication. Yes. That's what I'm because, because yes. no, you shouldn't have lost to Oklahoma and, and the final score in that game, they, they did stretch it, stretch it out there at the very end and whatever it's, it's
3: point scored, it's point scored, whatever. Yeah. Um, and they beat you, you up said that by you, 15. You never felt like, yeah, you, you never felt like it was like, whatever, uh, you know, if they, if they beat you, if they beat you.
2: Yeah. Um, but we also felt go, going into the game, we're like, "Wow, they're, I mean, they're they're an okay three point shooting team, but they were out of their minds." The uh, you know a couple of weeks ago, um, and it felt like it was more of a a swing back in the the law of averages, right? They shot thirty five percent tonight, uh, and Texas Tech didn't shoot much better. I'm mean, sorry, they didn't shoot better at all. They shoot they shot twenty eight percent, but the turnovers, Texas Tech put points up off turnovers. Oh man. Um like nobody's business. Let me let me pull that real quick. Points off turnovers, 26 for Texas Tech, 16 for Oklahoma. But there was that 19-0 run in the second <laughs> yeah, you heard half. You that,
3: right? Uh 19-0.
2: Yeah, 19-0. Um there was a nine-minute stre- game-time stretch where Oklahoma did not hit a field goal, which Texas Tech had that same kind of stretch. Um, which game was that? Was that Oklahoma? I think it was. They had that stretch at the end of the, f- the first half. They, they kind of kept in the game with uh, free throws, or maybe it was at Texas. I don't know. It was a weird stretch. The end of the first half, like the last four minutes of the first half, plus the first five minutes of the second half, Oklahoma did not score a field goal. Um, and that was the beginning to the run. It wasn't that like Texas Tech put up 19-0 in that stretch. It was like that That was a part of it. Anyways, we're, we're going to get more into in the instant reaction here. This is an instant reaction, but we are going to do it. We're going to tack on our regular episode here at the end as well. Um, if you want to follow us on social media, you can follow us on Twitter at 23Personnel. You can follow me. Spencer at Punts Suck and Michael at Michael underscore LBK. And like we did last week with our, our newest sponsor, one of our newest sponsors, Colorcast, we are live on Colorcast. Thanks for joining us over there. If you guys have something to say, we'll, we'll bring you up. Join the conversation with us. But Colorcast is a live audio only sports talk platform free to download and to use. Talk to us, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. Perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. This is us reacting to Texas Tech demolishing, <laughs> annihilating the Sooners, and it felt like this is the kind of game that you were hoping for um, a couple of weeks ago because Oklahoma just was not. Well, it's it's weird because I I don't want to to prop up Oklahoma. For being the eighth best team in the Big Twelve, but we've already talked about like even the 10th best team in the Big Twelve is still top 50, mm-hmm. top 75. Like every every win in a Big Twelve is essentially a quad one win. Uh as long as West Virginia can hang on, because I think they're on the bubble there, uh dropping out of the top 75. Um, but all you need to do, join us on Colorcast is download the Colorcast app free in the iOS App Store, create a profile, link your Twitter and follow me at or us at 23 personnel we go live we going live every tuesday at nine and after the games instant reaction style come with your spiciest takes
3: and speaking of spicy actually this has nothing to do with spicy i just like to say speaking of as if i had a really good segue uh, spencer you know a ton of people take a multivitamin it's important to choose one that's top quality well one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens will get you 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to that's help a, you start. Yeah. That's a new you one. You need some adaptogens, Spencer. Yeah, it'll help you start your day right. Uh, it's a special blend of ingredients. Helps support gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, In aging. Guys, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season, where in a day like today, Texas saw temperatures in the 70s and the teens. Uh, It's just one scoop in a cup of water per day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you Ooh. have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. That's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I didn't mean to interrupt you there, but that's, uh, that's quite the offer. Hey, you know, it's fine. It's, it's, it's okay to get excited. Yeah. All
2: right. Um, speaking of excitement, let's, uh, let's jump over. Let's, let's talk about basketball. Let's talk about not only Oklahoma tonight, Texas on Saturday, Baylor last week, one hell of a week for Ooh. Texas Tech basketball. This was your toughest stretch left, 3-0. All right. Let's get to basketball.
4: Here comes Stevenson. Spins. over the top. McCormick and a crowd stripped by Owens. Already on the run. Bounce pass. Here's Culver. Evans. Yes! over. Mooney with a crossover in the line. Owens! Now the shot clock is at three. Mooney spins, fires. Oh! He got it to go! Edwards with a three. Good! What a shot! Kyler Edwards! ready doubled into two. Oh! who puts it? Already. throw Crowns it in! Got down to five. Got the screen. Here's a three. Good!
3: Culver got the separation. Oh, oh, big
4: shot. Step up big time. Dagger! Culver with a dish. <laughs> Odiase! And
1: one he can tie it up. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura, and now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com.
4: This is it, we've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen.
2: All right, let's talk about Oklahoma first. Michael, Texas Tech wins 66-42. We doubled them up for for a while there in the second half. Um, End up winning by 24 at home. Extending your home win streak to 20 games, 17 straight in the 2021-2022 season. I say this every time I jump on the um, Gambling Gauchos Twitter spaces. Mm -hmm. Texas Tech does not lose at home. And I, I mean, said it on Saturday when they played in Austin. Texas Tech does not lose at home.
3: That counts. You, counts. Have, you have not been proven wrong.
2: Yeah. Um, biggest thing I think is we, we talked about it. They were unbelievably hot, Oklahoma was, yes. when we played them in Norman. Yes. Their leading score tonight, eight points. Eight. Yeah. Nobody was in double figures. Mo Gibson, who scored 30, scored five tonight. Like, uh, their guard Hill had eight. Goldwire had two. Gibson five. Groves five. The other Groves had five. Johnson three. mawin three. That was the three he hit at the, the buzzer. Cortez hit a three. Chargois hit a three. Isanza zero. Nolan
3: five. I mean, it really was just a grab bag of of contributors there on offense, and and obviously that was kind of to be expected with Elijah Harkless being out. I think this is his second game out. uh, since he's been hurt, and you know, since a season-ending injury, um, that's obviously going to affect the offense. Sure, but yeah, so does text defense. Text defense affects offenses quite a bit, uh, especially at home. And you know, those type of numbers you, you mentioned the, the scoring from all of the contributors there. Thirty-eight uh, percent—that's all OU was able to manage tonight. Uh, about the same from three, 35% from three tech, just one, one big, you know, change there was tech went from shooting 18% from three in the first half to 43% in the second. They, uh, you know, they were 12 of 26 in the first half, 16, 23 in the second, just on overall field goals. So that wound up with the inverse of what you said to open this conversation is a red hot Texas tech team, uh, instead of a red hot OU team.
2: Yeah. They shot 70% from the field in the second half.
3: Yeah. Just destroyed it. I mean, there was, they were nine of 11 at one point. I mean, there was one time where they had only missed two baskets and we were well into the second.
2: And this is again, not not a lot of game where, where you lived on the free throw line. You shot five in the first half, four in the first you had nine free throw attempts all game you've had halves where you had 12 or 15 or more you had nine all game you just you were able to spread oklahoma out you found good shots you took advantage of it um turned
3: them over 21
2: times 21 times and they were like some of them were just like like it was a combination yes of the turnovers where you know like the one where um kj allen had his run out dunk like you, you, you had some, I would say token pressure, but obviously it was effective. Like you were pressuring the ball as they were bringing up the court. Um, you got the, the ball hander to the sideline and like he was losing his, his momentum or his balance going out of bounds. And he had one option was to pass it to an Oklahoma player who had fallen and who was seated on his butt. KJ Allen sees that takes the ball from him. Cause he couldn't do anything about it yeah. and then runs out and dunks Um, stuff like that. And then obviously they, you took advantage of Oklahoma missing a bunch. I mean, they, they ended up shooting like, like we said um 38%. Uh They shot 40% in the second half, which sounds like they should have been a lot more into the game,
3: but they had just so many turnovers, so many turnovers. Um, yeah. They had 13 in the second half alone. I mean, the, out of their 21. Uh, you know, Tech, th- it should be said, too, you know, Tech had 16 on the night. It was really sloppy it, it, at times. Uh, you know, seven turnovers in the first half, nine in the second. But I, I attribute a lot of that, not necessarily the first half, but the second half, I kind of attribute that to Adams throwing some guys out there because the lead had grown and and uh, some things had happened there. So, you know, not, not happy to see sixteen turnovers there. I was a little bit more miffed by it heading into halftime because OU kinda made that they had the, the I don't know, a five O run or whatever it was to kinda close the gap at half and you mm-hmm. just feel like, you know, Tech's kinda playing sloppy right now. This this OU team's gonna stick around and somehow um you know make a game of it. And no that that didn't no that didn't really no. happen at all. <laughs> it didn't <laughs> Um Agbo had eight points. Sorry,
2: eight minutes. Um who else had a lot of minutes for their Allen had eleven. Allen. That, that that's what I was looking for. Yeah. KJ Allen had eleven. McCullough had fifteen minutes. He got back in. This is his first game since he rolled his ankle against uh TCU. Um in, you know, 0 for two. He only took two shots in fifteen minutes. But he had two rebounds and two assists and um, you know, it was a plus minus of a plus eight on the night for his 15 minutes. So uh, you didn't need scoring from him. Santo Silva again, showing that while he doesn't do it often, dude knows how to, and can dunk. That was yeah. nice.
3: <laughs> it just straight up explode. I yeah. Mean, he exploded. Great, great um,
2: Malik Wilson had a dunk like in a very crowded lane. And he's probably the smallest guy on the team it was dunking over people. So it was fantastic. Uh, Adonis Arms had nine points on the night. Bryson Williams got his 2000th career point tonight and his 13 points on the night. 23 minutes, 13 points, six of nine from the field. Good gravy. Only had one rebound. Um, it's because he
3: couldn't miss. He didn't, he didn't <laughs> he have didn't to miss. His, yeah, he was
2: fine. One block, two steals. Davion Warren, uh, 16 points on the night, 26 minutes, seven of nine from the field. Terrence Shannon, uh, bouncing back after the Texas game had eight points. O'Banner only had five, but two of three shooting. I mean, he had five points on three shots.
3: Yeah, and apparently they really liked, uh, you know, he and Warren were the only guys with more than two fouls. Apparently they liked to call O'Banner on uh, getting plowed over by OU players. That just kind of seemed to be their thing tonight. He was always called for a blocking foul. I'd look over and he was just like slammed to the ground, like, yep obviously the guy on the ground. That's, that's the one, that's the yeah. one who did it.
2: <laughs> well, and then, and then, you know, there, there were that, there was that um he got called for a flop too, where they, it was like an actual turnover. Got the ball, went back to Oklahoma when it happened. Oh, was that on the offense. one at the
3: top of the key? Was that a flop?
2: No, it was, it was uh more like under the basket.
3: Oh, okay. Okay.
2: I don't know. Anyways, man, this was, this was a fun one to be honest. Yes. Like, like I, I always felt, felt good. This was like, it's not obviously not the same caliber of opponent, but this was as um, satisfactory, satisfying, as when you beat Kansas by 30. Again, Kansas was higher, was ranked, all that kind of stuff. But having lost to Oklahoma when you were favored on the road, which is a big deal, and then you lost by 15, um, to come back and do this, it's fantastic. Love it.
3: Yeah, and and I was already kind of coming up with my hot takes of halftime. Like, man, you know, Tech just can't – they just can't hold out a lead. They can't close anybody out. You know, aside from the TCU game, there really hasn't been a convincing win. They've all been just close gutted out, big 12 wins at least. Um, Yeah, not not anymore. I mean, they took care of business against Oklahoma State. Um, You know, a couple other – the Iowa state game wasn't really that close that tech ended up winning by just 12. But yeah, aside from the TCU game that ended up a lot closer than it was, this was just a really good feeling as a, as a tech fan, because as much as I enjoy competitive basketball, man, it's nice when your team's up by 15 with five minutes, Th- that's kind of, that's a good feeling. It's even better when they're up by 30. <laughs>
2: yeah. So with this, Texas Tech moves to twenty-two and six on the season, eleven and four in Big Twelve play with three games to go. I can do math on the fly. Um, moves you into oh, second good for you, second. I know. Thank you. Second place in the Big Twelve, tied with Baylor. Now, um, well, technically tied. Both teams are eleven and four. You hold the head-to-head two-zero head with that one. Um, they have a wait. What s- was
3: that? Was it two-zero? You said two-zero over Baylor. They have yeah, a slightly yeah,
2: better zero. overall record at twenty-three and five, and you're twenty-two and six. Um, but I, I do and I don't want to get into the seeding and bracketology and net rankings and nah. looking at. Um, Resumes nobody has a better resume than, than Texas Tech.
3: I agree with that. And
2: the fact that Baylor is still getting preferential placement within the bracketology, seating placement, whatever you want to call it,
3: um, is a farce. I and mean, I, I guess the, the biggest knock is the loss against K State and you know a bad road loss against oklahoma but those were what they were they were they're, road losses but they're still quad one losses yeah and k-state is in the uh almost they're almost in the top half of the conference right now they're number six yeah and
2: um i i believe i'm i i'm just going back on my memory here on something i saw on twitter uh Texas tech, tech does not have a quad two loss baylor does oh that's true Texas Tech has more has better wins so the, the quad one wins so Just really quickly before we bounce off this is basically if you're at home if you beat a team that's top 75 so basically if any, any big 12 game that you win is a quad one win um, but you, you beat the number one team on the road Baylor You beat them in Lubbock. You beat Kansas in Lubbock. Like the resume, you can stack up five or six wins
3: better than Baylor's best win. So they have what would their best win be, you think? I'm gonna go look. I'm gonna go look at their schedule. Keep going, Um, sorry. Yeah.
2: (laughs) You threw me off there. I I don't know the Baylor schedule. Um anyways that's that's I guess that's what i'm saying you're you're you've got a better resume, so like they started higher in the season, I think they're still they're still running off of that. you've got eight quad one wins they have ten, but you have zero quad two losses, and they've got at least one your eight at least your top five or six quad one wins are better than any of Baylor's quad one wins but you still got a few weeks to, or not a few weeks, you got a few games to to figure that out. Three games left in the big 12 and then big 12 tournament. You are assuming you don't have anything wacky go on with your schedule. You are looking at a two seed in the tournament, which is unbelievable. Um, If you can somehow work it out to get into the Fort Worth, San Antonio track into the final four, into that that track in the tournament, you're going to be basically playing home games, and we saw what Texas Tech can do on the road, selling out arenas like we saw on Saturday versus Texas. Michael, I Ooh, know you were getting yeah. ready to go to an, another game, so you, you you caught some of it, but yes. I this week one I, I was a little concerned leading up to the, the Texas game a couple weeks ago or the beginning of February, all of the build up in the hype. I was like, if we end up losing this game, like the longhorns are just, they're going to roast us. And the yeah, same kind of thing was, so. <laughs> the same kind of thing was happening. Like we were building it up because Texas tech was able to sell out. So sell so many tech, so, so many seats at the Irwin center. Um, and that, you know, they forced or they, you know, had Chris Del Conte close down ticket sales and promise them student tickets And they ended up putting students into sold seats that, you know, had tech fans. They had to relocate fans and all this nonsense. I was worried about all this buildup playing on the road. And they ended up losing that game and like Texas, whatever, enjoying that or rubbing that back in our faces. But you know what? It didn't happen. Texas Tech had at least as many fans in the building as Texas, if not more. Because Texas claims to not care claims not to think about us, although they were like, let's do what Texas tech did literally from their own Twitter accounts trying to get people into the arenas. Didn't Mm -hmm. work. And then to have Texas tech win that game 61 55 was again, another, another Brooklyn nine, nine (laughs) captain (laughs) Holt vindication GIF.
3: Yeah. Good gravy. That was, that was good. Really good. I, like you said, I've, I was getting my five-year-old ready and stuff, and, and we went to see the Lady Raiders play mm-hmm. uh, against Kansas here in town. And that the game, of course, was at two. So I was driving over at one one fifteen, and it just – I think it, Tech was up 35-31 or something. But at the time, the foul count was five to zero in the second half, and I just saw the writing on the wall and thought, oh, man, this is going to get – this isn't going to go well. Uh, but I just still couldn't – I still couldn't believe how well the fans traveled because I I distinctly remember folding laundry in my bedroom (laughs) when the game (laughs) started. And, you know, I'd hear the crowd just go nuts and I'd look up and it would be on, you know, it would be reacting to a good play for either team. So you couldn't tell. So I'm used to kind of like, okay, the crowd went nuts. Uh-oh, that's not going to be good for tech. And I look up, oh, no, tech had a turnover and a breakaway dunk or something. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. Or the crowd went nuts because, you know, UT made a three. Or it was just like equal reactions. It was just, there was so much crowd from both sides, I couldn't tell what was happening just by the sound like you usually can. Um, and And that goes back to say, I even saw people today talking about you know how, how, um, oh, there was one guy in particular that people were really blasting who, who kept insisting how well Duke fans travel and that there would be more Duke fans in Fort Worth or San Antonio than Texas Tech fans. I'm like, brother, that you, have, you have no idea, my friend. And, and that was just, I mean, just go back three years, go back to 2019. Tech fans, I think, I mean, I think they played a huge role in that first round. Because they were able to get to, and, I, and forgive me, I don't remember if it was, it was DFW, wasn't it? The yeah. first round. Yeah, they played in American Dallas. Airlines. They, mm-hmm.
2: And they okay. played uh, Stephen F. Austin, who's also a local school.
3: Yeah. And they were, I mean, you could hear Raider Powers, you could hear people. I mean, and it just seemed like the further they went, the louder it got. It didn't matter if it was in Minneapolis or if it was in uh, Dallas. So I... Yeah, to to whoever was saying, I mean, I'm sure Duke fans travel. I'm not going to say they don't, but going to be more people come in from from Duke than from Lubbock to Fort Worth. That's just silly. Well, and and not even not even from Lubbock, they all live in Fort Worth, <laughs> but they just just show up.
2: Yeah, like the the largest alumni base. And this is like I know that like Duke is a smaller off. school, um, but. I saw in that in that Twitter interaction, Texas Tech has more alumni in the DFW area than Duke has in the nation. Well and, and this, you're gonna say that like Duke is gonna travel but like no, you're you're gonna have more fans there that aren't alumni. I, I, I get that. But still, like Texas Tech doesn't even like it won't it, it Texas Tech wouldn't need T shirt fans or casual basket like Duke basketball fans.
3: These are diehard fans who have been waiting forty years for <laughs> yeah you know for I mean th- there was definitely some success with with uh, Bob Knight. I don't want to say that there wasn't and I, 40 years is just a number I made up. I'm not that uh, intimately familiar with Texas Tech basketball history but it, this is it's not like Duke who's been like a perpetual tournament team. For forty years, You know, this is this is still so new and fresh to tech and so validating and we love it so much that we are going to be there. Fans are going to travel. They're going to do what they can to and be there. Whereas, you know, some Duke fans, uh, you know, I'll catch them when they make the tournament next year.
2: Yeah. And Duke fans and, are like, we don't know that. <laughs> and 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 along with that, with the, the uncertainty, when you were talking about with Duke, we're not relying on on a Mike Krzyzewski retiring storyline to get True. your fans in the arena. Like, no, this is like, this is Texas Tech. This is what we're doing this year. Not like, one last ride with Mike. Coach K, no, that's not. Anyways, I thought i to talk about Duke.
3: I have, I have one other thing to bring it all the way back. Oh, please. Baylor did beat number six Villanova, 57 to 36. Now, it was in December. Villanova is currently ranked number eight. They're 21 and seven. They're first in the Big East. So they're still, it's not like it was... Mm. It's not like it was beating number eight, Iowa State, because that ship sailed, sailed off <laughs> into the abyss, into the Laurentian abyss. Iowa State is not a number eight team, but Villanova is still a top 10 team. So they did beat them handily. That is probably their best win. And I mean, that's pretty good. But um, Texas Tech has a number one win on the road. On the road. That, that's, that's, you're right. I mean, you keep coming back to that. Texas Tech has has tech lost two in a row in big 12 play Baylor has, they lost to Oklahoma state after they lost to tech. I don't know if tech's lost two in a row in big 12 play. I'm not seeing it. I don't think they have You started off another- with,
2: uh, with Iowa state. No, cause you lost Iowa state. And then you came back won Kansas Baylor, Oklahoma state. Then you lost Kansas state on the road. He won two games after that, Iowa State, West Virginia, lost that double overtime game at Kansas, beat Texas, beat West Virginia, lost at Oklahoma, came back and whipped TCU, beat Baylor, beat Texas, beat Oklahoma.
3: Not only did Baylor lose two in a row, they lost them both at home.
2: You know who doesn't lose at home, Michael? Yeah. Texas Tech. <laughs> 20 straight. All right, um, going back to Austin, even because we we we're going to claim we that we haven't even talked about now. the
3: actual game yet. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, we we, we we I did an instant reaction. It was quick and dirty. I was I was still like it was instant. I was hot. Um, I listened. You did a good job. You came in hot on Del Conte. <laughs> I did. He's <laughs> a douchebag, and I'm a, I had to hold it back. But this is a game you won. It was a like, I, and I said it in our Slack chat. It was a rock fight, dude. It was it was. Like, guys were bloodied, metaphorically, but figuratively speaking, oh, sure. because yeah, of yeah. just how, like, back and forth, physical the game was. You won this game shooting 36.5% from the field, 21% from three, and, you know, not even 70% from the line. Um, You did it because your defense also kept Texas from doing anything offensively. They, they shot 28% from the field, almost 31% from three and 77% from the line. But you got to the line 12 more times than they did. Um, It did feel like there were times when like, yes, they were eight of 26 from three. And I said it in the post game, like it just felt like there were stretches when they needed a three, they got somebody open and they drained a three. It was, so frustrating. You're like you're doing so well on defense and you're like, just, you're trying to build a lead or trying to get back in the game or, like, you know, get it close or whatever. Just start to run anything. any kind of turn of momentum and Texas would find somebody open for a three and drain it. And they, they made eight, but it Gosh. felt like they made so many more than that.
3: Just all at the wrong
2: time. Each time. I mean, it probably didn't help that Texas tech only made three. Um, <laughs>
3: no, well, and that's what, that's been the talk this whole time is of after that game is Adams has been, you know, so focused on the shooting. Well, even before that, he's known and we've, we've all known as fans, we've, we've known since early in the season that, especially from three shooting is suspect on this team. Um, you know, unless O'Banner's having a great night or Shannon, that's, that's it. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, mean arms, arms has had some good games. Like the game
2: in in, in Austin, uh, O'Banner had six points, one of four from three. Bryson Williams only took one. He was 0 for one. Adonis Arms, one of two uh, from three. He had 10 points. Williams had 17. Clarence Nadolny, dude, had himself a game. 14 points, hit a three after airballing one bad. Yeah, um, that was the only one I saw. But he he's picked up that. That like street dog mentality, kind of like what what you got from, uh, and I hate to say it, what you got from Avery Benson the, the time he was here. Like he came in for the emotional pick me up, and Clarence Ndolny's role has evolved and and developed much more than just you know the the emotional guy th- to come in, um, especially after a game like what he had against Texas when he's five of six from the free throw line, fourteen points um, in twenty minutes. Um, but yeah, man, like it was, it was a good game all the way around off. I wouldn't say offensively, but you, you figured out a way to win. You had a great crowd there and, and, and Austin, you didn't let that opportunity to embarrass them go to waste. Um, <laughs> you packed their arena like they claimed to be able to do. Um, and then you beat them on their court with their new coach. They were so happy and, and thrilled and smug about stealing from us. um, so now Chris Beard is 0 and 2 or no, Mark Adams is 2 and 0. There you go. Versus Texas. Jesus. Versus his old boss. Slan it back to the positives. Um So with that one more game and I know we talked about about Baylor. You had that uh game last week just really briefly. You win by 10 there to finish off that season sweep. Um so You split Kansas, the one team ahead of you. You swept Baylor, swept Texas. Um, You've got a chance Saturday to sweep TCU. You'll have a chance to split Kansas State and then sweep Oklahoma State. Your last three games at TCU, back home on Monday versus Kansas State, and then at Oklahoma State, who's playing spoiler, they are seventh in the big 12, although they are ineligible for postseason play. Um, the only other game going on tonight was Kansas state at Kansas.
3: Yeah. KU is currently up by 20 with nine minutes left. I was a, uh, um,
2: was a Kansas state fan going into that game for them. Cause I would love to see them win that one. Um, but I also hey, things could happen. They could go on their own 19. 0 run. <laughs> I also wanted to get one last little shot. And like, I mean, yes, we, we have, we have a game between now and then, but, uh, asking Kansas state if they're ready. And I don't know if you saw it. Scott from Bosco's boys said, Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. This is before the game. I, I guess I can look it up real quick. See if Ken Palm is updated. Um, they have, Good gravy, you're getting some some respect for that game tonight. It was you were tenth in Ken Palm. After tonight you've jumped up to a sixth. Whoa. Just the defense now number one of the country. Your offense is forty-sixth. Your, your opponent's defense sorry. Opponent's defense is seventeenth. Opponent's offense excuse me, thirty-fourth. So first in the country on defense? Adjusted defense. Yes.
3: It was sick. It was second when you checked it earlier today and we were 10th overall earlier today. And now we're sixth according yeah. to Ken Palm. And
2: that, that's just, it's, it's alive. So it, it'll change oh, yeah. as other, other, other teams play.
3: Sure. Um, sure. It may not be the same in <laughs> 10 minutes,
2: but as of 940 PM on <laughs> the twoest of Tuesdays, two 2222 on Tuesday, um, Ken Palm has you at sixth, first in the first in the country in adjusted defense, which means more than total defense or points scored or points allowed. Suck it, Texas. I'm sure that that number's fallen quite a bit. Because I haven't seen them I haven't seen them flaunt their uh, their defensive metrics anytime uh, the past few weeks.
3: Nova lost tonight, by the way. Nova is twelfth in Ken Palm, for those wondering. And so that was that was Baylor's big win that I was just flaunting about earlier was their win against Villanova, but they lost tonight. Who did they play? They have seven Credit losses to La Bar for he just sent that to us in our Slack chat. They <laughs> have seven losses on the season, by the way. Yeah. Villanova
2: does. They lost to Yukon. UConn is seventeenth in Ken Bomb, yep. so it's not a bad
3: bad quote unquote bad
2: loss. Not yeah. a bad loss, but um, Haslametrics has you at 12th overall. You were 13th. So you moved up to a spot. These are before the the his updates after the Oklahoma game. So it's, this is before Oklahoma. Offensive efficiency, you were 24th up from 29th last week. And your defense fell one spot from third to fourth. I did mention your upcoming games. Saturday at TCU, another arena that you can essentially make a home, home environment for you. That game will be at 5 p.m. Saturday. If you're not traveling with the Road Raiders, you can catch it on ESPN2. And then a quick turnaround back home for Monday night at 8 p.m. ESPN2 versus Kansas State. Speaking of Road Raiders, Michael, I don't know if you saw any pictures or video from the game-watching party at Texas Live on Saturday. My goodness, I thought it was... I thought it was going to be just a handful of guys going to, you know, to meet with uh, Rob and Kyle. Uh, but it was quite the event.
3: Yes, there were a lot of people there. I, I didn't realize how many baseball fans were going to be there. I mean, I heard a lot of them the night before. And, and we'll get to baseball here in a second. But I just was still impressed to see them all in that one place watching the basketball game. That was a lot of fun to see. And I don't know, maybe some of them weren't even going to the baseball game. They were just hanging out with yeah. that. It's probably that gaucho draw is what it is. The gaucho, the gaucho draw. bump. Uh, guys, I want to remind y'all we are on color cast. We're live right now. If you're listening, thank you for joining us live um, color cast. Of course, is a live audio-only sports talk platform. It's free to download and to use. You can talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns like this one, and reacting to breaking news. All you need to do is download the ColorCast app free in the iOS app store, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join our group. Follow us at 23Personnel to be notified when the group goes live. We'll be going live pretty much every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. central and then when available and when it makes sense on saturdays after basketball games and when we can hopefully after some ncaa tournament wins so look look for a couple of instant reactions on the weekends here for the next three or four weeks and show up with those spicy takes All right.
2: Athletic greens. Tons of people take a multivitamin. It's important to choose one that's top quality with one delicious scoop of athletic greens. You are absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics and adaptogens to start your day right. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season. Just one scoop and a cup of water every day, that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take ownership over your health All right, Michael. Yes. I would absolutely love to talk about some baseball. Oh, I know you would. All right, let's get to it.
4: Left field. Well struck. Deslonee picks it up on a bounce. He's racing for second. Throw. Out in second. Young lifts it to right field. Looking
5: for a second home run.
4: reps and some time
5: because all the teams are there. Wow,
4: this one launched deep left off the bat of Warren and into the bleachers there he goes and the pitch is driven deep to right first down to the wall off the top of the fence here comes the big side
2: All right, well, Texas Tech cannot yet start packing for Omaha. Michael, opening weekend did not go so smoothly, unfortunately. They went one and two at the State Farm, whatever they called that opening weekend tournament. Had a exciting but kind of unnecessary walk-off win, Friday night versus Michigan. Lost a close one to two game versus Auburn on Saturday, and then ran into a very hot offensive Arizona squad,
3: big time. It was it was ugly on Sunday. Yes, uh, Sunday. It was it was one of those things. I I ran up to the office to do a little bit of work on Sunday, and a coworker was up there with me, and he stopped by to visit about some stuff, and I turned down the game just long enough to to visit with him maybe five ten minutes and i swear i was not paying close super close attention to it because it was zero to zero for a while for four innings yeah and so i wasn't paying super close attention because there you know on the radio you can kind of tell when you're supposed to start paying attention and i talked to him for a while and then i swear when he left my office it was five zero it yeah, happened so bad.
2: That fifth inning got out of hand in a hurry. And it, what's unfortunate, Ooh. though, is it wasn't like Arizona was doing anything offensively in the first four innings. Like the first inning? No. It was it was a one, two, three inning. You got out um, two pop flies and a, a ground ball to first. Uh, you gave it your first hit. The first batter and the second inning got a strikeout, a walk, then two pop flies. The third inning, you get a line out. You walk somebody, strikeout, walk, strikeout, fourth inning, pop up, two strikeouts. Like nothing about the way that game had gone says fifth inning, here we go. Like it wasn't like you just kind of felt like they were building or like there were times in the Dallas Baptist game today, which we'll talk about a little bit later, that it felt like Texas Tech was going to blow the doors off of. Like it was like they were getting guys on base or getting guys around. I mean, my notes from the game don't show like how hard these pop flies were hit. Like if you know, the outfielders are standing on the track or at the wall, making all these catches and they're just barely missing home runs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't remember exactly what all those, cause I was like, I was, I was not feeling like w- w- once, <laughs> once those five runs were up, I was like, Oh no. Um, but like first batter up in the fifth inning, a double next batter, a double, you get a strikeout, and you get a, a single, but that scores a run. O the transfer from Texas Tech, hits a double. Had an
3: excellent weekend. Oh,
2: god. He he came up to bat one, two, three, four, five, six times against you on Sunday. Um, and he had he was only retired once. Huh. And it was his first trip up to bat when he hit the ground ball to first base. Uh when they they, you know, it was a first base uh unassisted. Second time up, it was a walk, then a double. Fielder's choice, technically, could have been... You could have considered him being retired. Like, he didn't get a base hit with that. But he did come around to score after that. A single, and then a double. Um, but, yeah, so in the, in the fifth inning, he hits a double. Uh, their their next batter hits a home run. And then you get a, a pitching change, change. And then you get two guys out. Um, the starter on Sunday... Well, no, hold on. Let's go back to Friday. You... You had an interesting pitching rotation, because uh, I th- I thought Andrew Morris would have been a starter this weekend, and he came out Friday night. Um, looked a little shaky early on, and then like looked like he settled down a little bit, and then he was getting some like really nasty stuff. The looking shaky <laughs> probably had to do some with giving up a a home run to this first batter. Oh yeah, on like the second pitch of the game. You're like yes. Oh, uh, that's not very good. Um, but he comes back from that, he ends up having six strikeouts. He did walk four, which is less than ideal. Did give up four runs on four hits, all earned, in just three and two thirds innings. Um, but when he was on, man, he looked good. He was just he was just inconsistent. But Andrew Morris is the transfer in from Colorado Mesa that had, like I said, those ridiculous number of innings pitched and the ridiculous number of strikeouts. <laughs> right. Um. Did look really good. Derek Bridges came in to close out the, the fourth inning. Josh, you, you ran a lot, lot of guys out there in the Michigan game. Josh Josh Sanders came out pitching an inning. Colin Clark, who I thought could have been a starter, came in relief. It's a fourth pitcher into this game. He threw two thirds of an inning. Brendan Brandon, Brandon Gurton. Brendan Brandon. I can't remember. Gurton came in. Two and a third innings pitched. Um he's the one that like kept Michigan from getting into this because like uh, Michigan scored one in the first, three in the second, one in the fifth, one in the sixth. They just kept like just seemed like they were just dinking and dunking basically. Um, Gurton's like, no, no, you're done you're with that mess. Uh, over his two and a third, no hits, no runs, no walks, five strikeouts. He retired. Um, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven in a row. Uh, obviously, because he gave him no hits. I, uh, you know, two and a third is seven. <laughs> seven batters and then chase Hampton who got the start today, got the win and the close or not. I, I, he didn't, he didn't get the close or the save, but he came in last against Michigan. I threw an inning again, no hits, no runs, only one walk um, where you got the walk off on Friday. Um, Michigan got out to a four, nothing lead. Um, then it was five, one, you close the gap a little bit in the fifth when you scored two. It was 5-3. Michigan scored in the top of the sixth. 6-3. Six, you scored two more in the, the bottom of the sixth. 6-5. Six, um, and then zeros until the bottom of the ninth where you scored two where you had Easton Morell come up, get a single. Stillwell gets on base by hit by pitch. Uh, freshman catcher Hudson White uh, walks Vuletic, who is pinch hitting at this point, lines out. Uh, Dalton Porter comes in as a pinch, uh, a pinch hitter, pops out uh, to left field, but ends up scoring Murrell. Um, so Murrell, sack, sack fly. And then Washburn, who had himself a game on Friday night with the walk-off single, um, he had a single in the first, a single in the third, walked in the fifth and the sixth, struck out in the eighth, single in the ninth. And I swear, and I, I get it, it was a, a couple of different broadcast crews. It felt very much like any time, um, oh, Colt McCoy and Shipley got up, like, oh, you know, they're roommates. And I like to go fishing together. Like, Everybody like, hey, this is uh this is son of big leaguer Washburn. I can't remember his dad's first name. It's like great thanks. But like every time Washburn was up, or that they mentioned him, it's like he's the son of the the, the MLB uh, Washburn. Anyways, Saturday you came around, you played Auburn following the Texas Tech, Tech basketball game. Birdsell was on the mound for you he through four innings. Um only gave up one hit, but Two runs, both earned. Four walks, four Ks. Um, unfortunately, gets the loss on that one. Then Trenton Parish, my goodness, he ended up closing out the game tonight against Dallas Baptist. He threw four innings for you against Auburn. Two hits, no runs, one walk, three strikeouts. That dude is something else. And then, um, you had Web Jim highlight of the weekend dylan carter robs a home run over the wall ends up on sports center um and it was i don't know if you saw it or not the guy that hit the ball that dylan carter caught he retweeted the sports center video tagged dylan carter and said we're no longer friends
3: yes (laughs) which i thought was fun i did see that and i I think carter had some choice words of you know sit, sit your Sit yourself back down or something. Yeah. I, don't and, know. I, I can't really radio edit it correctly. <laughs> and then he, he pounded his chest, and was
2: pointing at the mountain and says, I got you.
3: Because yeah. it, it was while, um, let's
2: see, when, when did that happen? Uh, I marked it in the book somewhere. There it is. Parrish was on the mound. So both very emotional, excitable guys.
3: Um, so you you spent the you spent the moolah on the flow sports.
2: I did I did end up, end up buying the one month. And I figured it's it's essentially pay per view ten dollars per game. I was not okay with it, but obviously I
3: was I, cause I ended up spending it. Um,
4: so I, it, I was able, I able to watch out, the game. Yeah, I, it's,
3: it turned out I'm glad I didn't because the only one I would have been able to watch would have been Fridays. Of course, that that would have been a great one to watch. It was fun. I don't know if, I don't know it, if was, it was a thirty dollar one. I did listen to you know the last four innings at least maybe the four last four or five innings because i was up late well it was also a really slow game like <laughs> yeah it was
2: three hours tricky. in I was like my gosh we're only in the sixth inning we've been this game for three hours
3: yeah that one lasted uh, a while but but yeah I, I, I was able to tune into the radio and I thought okay well, that would have been a good one to to finish but yeah it was three hours and 42 minutes yeah it was, that was, it was a long one
2: and it was only nine innings you didn't go to extras mm-hmm. uh, Sunday you saw a ton of pitchers and I, I that was more or less because you were getting rocked but also uh, Tadlock was yeah. taking advantage of like let's, let's just r- roll some guys through Molina got the start he looked really good. Uh, he did end up giving up two runs. Those two runs were over you know four innings pitched. Uh, Andrew Devine came in. Uh, maybe it's just knocking the rust off and, and and getting you know his feet underneath him but he's credited for recording one out but before he was lifted from the game three hits three runs all earned no walks one strikeout Jamie hit came came in through an inning and two thirds seemed to to kind of quiet the storm a little bit. Z, no hits, no runs, no walks, a strikeout. Beckle, Bridges, Blessy, uh, who we had heard may have been hurt. Lopez and Becker all came in to pitch in that game. Um, you, like I said, you end up losing this game, thirteen to two, and it got out of hand, but. I think the thing I want to talk about is just the, the rotation uh, you're on the mound. These guys, they did look a little bit more like they were um, still getting acclimated or like they're getting their first action in, in the season. Uh, and, you know, you didn't have a Dallas Baptist, not that they're a bad team, but like a Kent state who you'll see uh, this weekend, you didn't get that kind of opening opponent, right? You got Michigan, Auburn and obviously a top 15 Arizona team. So your um, your opening weekend jitters were costly because you played good competition. The good thing about that is you played good competition. So you can get used to playing good competition all year. Um, I, I didn't want to talk about the starters in the weekend cause we did kind of project them. Uh, I was 50, 50, maybe uh, what I got good. right. Uh, I, I said, you know, you may see Easton Morrell out there at first base. Uh, if not Morrell, it would be still well. Well, it was, it was actually still well at first base. Uh, second base was Josh Young, not Josh, Jace Young. Not a surprise there. Shortstop Kurt Wilson was a surprise, but we kind of knew that was going in. Third base, I said Parker Kelly because of just the time he's played there. Um, he did play some third base this weekend, but it was not the starter. Easton Morrell actually got the start and most of the time over at third base. Um, other guys, Ty Coleman was in that rotation. He played DH almost exclusively the, these first four games, um, catcher. I, I I didn't know who it was going to be. I I thought, you know, your experience there is still well, obviously he ended up starting at first base. You saw Hudson white dude is
3: impressive as a true freshman taking on that role. Um, a lot of young guys on this team getting some, you know, a lot of playing time early on. I, I think mm-hmm. that's kind of a, not kind of, I think that's a great sign to see some young guys that are, because it, it seems like a lot of these teams lately with Tadlock, aside from maybe Jace Young, they've been kind of older, older guys yeah, or guys that sure. have transferred in, which is great. I mean, Hey, good players are good players, but it's it's nice to see some young guys like Jace Young who of course he could probably go to the the big leagues anytime he wanted, but who might be able to stick around for a few years and, and, you know, really build something here. Yeah, for sure. Um, you're outfield.
2: I was based on the information I had from talking with, uh, um, why am I blanking on Keith's name? I'm talking (laughs) to Keith. Um, you know, he said, you know, he tipped it off. Cooper Swanson out in left field, the transfer from Florida state. Uh, he got the start out there. Dylan Carter in center. Uh, it's not a surprise just because of what what he's done, where he's played, especially filling in for Noisty last year. And then Treshman, Owen Washburn, uh, your other outfielders, Cody Masters. I uh, actually a little surprised we haven't seen him play. I don't know if he's been hurt. Um, Dalton Porter has come in. Uh, the transfer from Texas, Zach Vuletic, has has come in a little bit uh, as pinch hitter, and then. As a deep defensive sub, my man Sam Hunt hasn't made an appearance yet. Your starting pitchers, I thought were going to be. I, I my thoughts were Brandon Birdsell who got the start on Saturday and Austin Becker who pitched only one one inning this weekend. Um, but then what you actually got was Andrew Morris on Friday, Birdsell on Saturday, and then Molina on Sunday. And like we said earlier, Molina was actually really impressive. Um. So, unfortunately, you go one and two to start the, start the season. Um, you come back today to host Dallas Baptist, a one-game series. It's, I I was a little frustrated with when, when I thought about uh, all the day games that you see at Dan Lawfield and the way that Tim Tadlock is scheduled. But I think most of what that is, is uh, he he's being considerate. He's being a good host. For the other team that has to travel back. Yeah. That we're not playing a seven p.m. first pitch game because could go four or five hours, not five hours, but three or four hours, and then they have to travel five hours. Mm. Um so I I got over my gripe about like why are all these all these games so early? And unfortunately, because of just a one game uh thing with Dallas Baptist, you know, your your home opener this year did look well attended, but it was a two p.m. first pitch. Uh, you did end up winning this game eight to four. Um, I was actually kind of excited not to like rub it in his face, but excited to see Nate Rombach playing for Dallas Baptist. He, uh, he was their starting catcher
3: today and bat at eighth. Um, it's hard not to like him. I mean, he he did such, yeah. a he did so many things for tech. Yeah. I, I know what you mean. You were just, you are glad to see him. That's kind of how I felt about Otremba. I, I I felt like he was still one of our guys, even though he was hitting really well against us. But still, I was—I yeah, oh, I couldn't help but root for him a little bit. Yeah. So he came up to bat three times today, walked twice,
2: um, technically oh for one today, but he did end up scoring on one of those walks. Um, you did. Uh, you get, you you scored first. You scored th- four runs in the third inning, uh, and then it looked like you know you were doing a good job. To kind of settle the or not, not settle to, to to hold that lead, but you gave up a three run home run in the fourth. Um Dallas Baptist ties it in the seventh. Uh you score one in the in the seventh to push it to five to four, and then you score three more in the eighth to get eight to four. Brendan Girton uh does get your, your win here as as he, he came in late, uh, because your starter was Was it Hampton today, Hampton. Yes, yeah, yeah, it was, it was Hampton. Hampton. Uh, and then Trendon Parrish gets your save. He threw what could have been the fastest ninth inning I've ever seen. Um, it was unbelievable. It was like he did it in like five pitches, it felt like, and he also works really fast. Um, that Dallas Baptist ninth inning, uh, Humphreys flew out. Yeah, it was five pitches. It was uh, an 01 pitch. Uh, he, he flew out to left field. Santos struck out swinging um, on three straight pitches. So that's five right there. And then Spect, who hit the, the home run struck out looking on four pitches. So eight pitches in the inning. Um, but it was, it happened in like the blink of an eye. It was so fast.
3: Yeah. I was, I was listening to that at work and I couldn't believe that the game was over before I left work one and I swear that Jamie had just come back from a a commercial he and Cam Warren were announcing the game and then boom it was over. I mean it just yeah, it was super fast. Yeah, so I'm it was, glad I mean cuz the the score it it didn't you, you know, Tech hopped out like you said to to a good lead but I knew that um I knew that it wasn't over by any means and I I was just kind of glad that it just boom he, they just dropped them all. Um you know, three up, three down. And like you said, Parrish, I've yet to see him pitch, but I'm excited to watch him pitch based off what you've said and what Keith said. I think Labar had some good comments on him too. Um, just, I, I'm I'm ready to see, see him pitch sometime. Yeah, so
2: early start to the season, you were two and two. Uh, until today, you, I let's just say over the weekend had some concerns with the offense with the, the the bats. Uh, and it may just be, you played really good opponents to start the season and that, that, whatever it happens. Um, you felt a lot better today. Dallas Baptist not off for the best start so far. They're one and three on the season, but they hit some like seven or eight home runs in their opening weekend series, which is ridiculous. Uh, but they also started the season one and two. Um, your next games will be this weekend. Friday, doubleheader on Saturday and Sunday versus Kansas. Kansas. Kent State. And then Tuesday, you have a return trip. You'll play at Dallas Baptist. Um, hopefully to, to sweep them for the season. I I need to find some time, Michael, to go watch some more of these games because our office has has tickets and i would just love to go watch baseball um i would have loved to go today but we had our first baseball practice today Uh, ended up being a little cooler than expected all that kind of stuff kept me from going you know especially with it being a 2 p.m first pitch but i i can't wait to
3: go out and see some texas tech baseball i know i i I was actually a lot of this time i'm sorry i i checked out a couple of times because going through the schedule going all right which of these games can i go to which of these can I make it to? So, I've, yeah, I've, I'm really wanting to go back. All right. So before we wrap this thing up,
2: I need to, rem- to tell you, remind you, tell you, whatever. Today's episode of 23 Personnel is brought to you by Sports Drink. Your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. Like our podcast, where food and sports clash the goal line. Mm. they are here to help us grow and to hate on your favorite team. Although hopefully he's not hating on Texas tech rising tide lifts, lifts all boats. So go check them out online or on social, go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at S P R T S D R N K spelled like sports drinks, but without the vowels, all we do is that we, all we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying not to let the funk out. All right, Michael, you want to get to uh, what we learned? Yes. Wrap this thing up. All right, let's do it. What do we learn, Palmer?
3: I don't know, sir. I don't f- know either.
2: All right. I, 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 I keep coming back to this, Michael. Um, not that I didn't expect this basketball team to be this good.
3: Mm. Okay. Okay
2: but it is so much fun to watch this team play.
3: I, you know, I, I go back. I had them pegged as. Uh, yeah. A tournament team. I had him pegged, you know, hopefully hope, you know, fourth place in the big 12 was great. Yeah. Uh, I, I was a believer in Mark Adams, but I think he's even surpassed my expectations. This team, the way that he's been able to put together this team, with such a juggling act of, of guys who are healthy and guys who aren't, and and, and you know really contributing guys, and, and something that I think I didn't quite factor in. No, I know for a fact I didn't factor in was, uh, Bryson Williams, man.
2: I my goodness, I was hoping he'd be like a good addition defensively. Sure. I get did some not.
3: Rebounds, you know, yeah, good man. for maybe six, eight points. He might have a burst of twelve points here and there. It, the dude is. I, I just, I just keep going back to his footwork. I just keep going back to wherever he catches the ball, he's a threat. He can drive on you. He can shoot. He can shoot from three. I mean, he's. He's gonna pull up and and spin and and put one in from fifteen feet. He's gonna back you down and dunk on you i mean he's he's a really great player and he's one of the reasons to go back to what you first said that makes this team so fun to watch it's just to watch him break down okay they're just gonna have one guy on me all right watch this that's pretty much how he rolls like oh they're gonna double me still watch this or i'll find the open guy
2: yeah and just defensively man like it feels like, yeah, there, there are times when there's some breakdowns and that you know the, the opposing team is able to get a skip pass across the court and they find somebody open for three, which is the it's admittedly the weak point of the defense because it's saying we're gonna force your offense to one side of the court, we're gonna force your drives in one direction, and take you, you know, off of your your preferred hand, your strong hand we're going to leave open a guy across the court which is a dangerous pass to make and we're going to let you take threes which are a low percentage shot mm-hmm. um so like yes so when when you you struggle it's because you you're giving up some threes um and it's because teams like Oklahoma a couple of weeks ago just they get absolutely hot and they can't miss that happens or you know all the other times that you've you've lost a game is because for whatever reason I'm not going into all that but defensively man it is it's fun to be on this side of a defensive team than like oh my gosh we have to play texas tech and like are we gonna are we gonna turn the ball over 20 times are we gonna are we gonna box out and 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 rebound are we gonna be able to get the ball in the lane like are we are we have to settle or is our offense gonna stagnate are we gonna all these other things that opposing teams and fans have to think about like
3: oh, i don't want to play texas tech
2: we are <laughs> yeah. that team it's like it's fun to be on this side so yeah,
3: i don't want to play texas tech in lubbock you know to add to it I, it's yeah it's, it's like like when
2: you think about playing kansas or like at least you know historically a few years ago having to play kansas or, or baylor the past couple of years like i i don't look forward to it i don't yeah. want to do it
3: i i kind of i would almost liken it to this is how i always felt playing west virginia oh my gosh yes it's, it's, i hope <laughs> I hope that this is how everybody feels playing tech as much as I felt like playing West Virginia, the last seven years or whatever, just a meat grinder of, Oh my gosh, this could be so difficult. These guys always play so hard. They press, they, they just, they are always really athletic, committed, well-coached players. And that's, that's what tech is. That's what yep. tech is now. And I'm, I'm, I love to see it.
2: All right. For Michael, I'm Spencer. That'll do it for us on the 23 Personal Podcast. You had the instant reaction up at the front of the episode, Texas Tech defeating Oklahoma, getting ready for the trip to Fort Worth, TCU, Kansas State, Oklahoma State to wrap up the season. Baseball season's underway. Like I said, for Michael, I'm Spencer. We'll catch you next time.
1: Remember to tell your friends about the show. The guys will be back next week with another episode. And until then, guns up and let the tortillas fly.
4: One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car...